Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to this edition of WCW Retro. I'm Howard Morgan, your interim host. Um, while Papa Stro continues to recover, um, we are continuing to pet, excuse me, pray for Papa Stro as he continues to get better um, and work through his um, physical therapy, and hopefully, gets to be able to uh, join us right here, you know, in the very near future. Um, you know, we all do miss him here. We have talked to him um, a little bit here and there um, in, in our previous podcast. And we just want to let him know that we are praying for you, Stro, and, and just continue to get, you know, get better, get stronger. Um, take your time. You know, we do miss you here. Um, we will just kind of keep your seat warm while we, um, till you get back. And, you know, we'll do the best we can to, to kind of keep the ship running, Stro, while you know while you're um, you know getting better and you know able to join us, um, you know whenever that time is. But um, tonight, if you want to call in and participate, we you know we are now on a different platform. We are on using um, Streamyard, and it's very very simple to get in. It's callvoc.com on your you know on your smartphone, on your tablet, on your laptop whatever mobile device or whatever device you use to stream stuff, um, you can, you know, type in callvoc.com and join in on tonight's conversations. Um, it is a little bit cold um, where I'm at up here in the, in the Northeast. It's uh, probably about 30 degrees outside. We're getting a couple inches of snow some, sometime between, I don't know, midnight or so right on through to the morning rush hour. They said we're going to snow for about 12 hours or so. I do know that up in the Philadelphia area, the I-95 corridor, as they call it, from Delaware up through northeast Philadelphia and, and a little further into Bucks County, they're projecting you know, four to six inches of snow. Um, just everybody, you know, be safe while you drive. Remember, take a little bit extra time. I know it's been a little while since we've had some significant snow. We just want to make sure that we're all careful out there and, you know, allow yourself just a little bit of extra time. Um, I have seen some store, excuse me, not store, school closings um, that have come up. Now, it's a lot different now than it was when I went to school. I remember when I was in school, you actually had to get up earlier than you would normally get up for school and wait for your magical 
school number to be called. Every school, at least in our area, had a three-digit number that was called, and they would call the numbers and let you know that it was closed. Um, and you had to do it on usually on the on the radio. You listen to it, um, and then it kind of moved into being on television. You know, on the major news networks around here. But I remember getting up at you know five five thirty, even six o'clock in the morning to find out that we didn't have school. Um, and then you almost couldn't go back to sleep because you're so excited um, because there is no school, you know, that, you know, you wind up, you know, playing out in the snow all day or shoveling sidewalks and and things like that to uh, to make a little bit of extra money. Um, you know, but now it's, you know, they are closing them so much earlier um, and I get it a lot more. I mean, I walked to school. I walked um, it was about a mile and a half. Um, the school, maybe a little mile and three quarters, um, somewhere around there. I was right on the inside of where we lived. You had to be with, you know, two miles or more away from the school to get a bus. Um, and I was just kind of on the inside of that boundary. It was like I said, it was like 1.7 ish, somewhere around there, um, you know, where I, I almost could take a bus, but I was just not far enough away. I'm um, in a small town where I grew up. Everybody lived within, you know, that two mile radius, if you will, of of the school. So we didn't have, you know, we didn't have buses. I mean, I understand that now, you know, with kids having to get buses and getting the buses out on the road and, you know, just it's different. Um, and it just seemed like the snow was different. Like we, I remember getting lots and lots of snow, um, snow that you could play in, snow that you could you know, build, you know, snow forts and not really understanding, you know, almost how dangerous it was to when they, when the snow plow would come and plow the street, they would pile up the snow near the, near the end of the, you know, the street and the sidewalk. And it, you know, you would dig a tunnel through there, not realizing that maybe the snow plow could come along at any time while you were inside this thing and kind of bulldoze you over. Um, and, you know, but we were kids, you know, we, we didn't know any better. Um, we just knew that we were out in the snow. We were sledding. I remember um, sledding down a hill in my hometown and having a bonfire built at the top of the hill and you would sled down it and into the woods and hopefully you didn't kill yourself. Um, and literally being out in the snow from you know, seven, eight o'clock in the morning till nine, 10 o'clock at night, coming in occasionally maybe to change your socks or the plastic bags you put on your feet that were inside your boots to keep your socks from getting wet. Um, yes, we did do that. We used to use bread bags all the time and put them on our feet to keep our socks from getting wet. And now it seems like I'm outside for just a couple of minutes and I feel like I'm going to, you know, like I'm going to freeze to death. Like I'm going to, um, you know, not make it. Um, it just, it, it was just different, but enough about that. Um, we're heading into, the Royal Rumble were about 10 days away from the Royal Rumble, which really is kind of kicking off WrestleMania season. I, mean, I didn't realize there was a WrestleMania season, um, you know, until I started really listening to it um, and paying attention to it. But really is the WrestleMania is the, the big pay-per-view that WWE or premium live event, as they're called now, puts on every year. Um, but the Royal Rumble seems to be a little interesting um this year i did see a 
a, I don't know if you want to call it a rumor, news report, whatever, um, about Seth Rollins possibly not being able to um, compete any further due to injury, um, the injury that he suffered um, against Ginger Mahal, I believe it was this past Monday night on Raw. And there are rumors out there that maybe the winner of this Royal Rumble will not have an opportunity to wrestle for the heavyweight championship, you know, at WrestleMania, but will be, um, you know, crowned the new world champion. Um, and, you know, that's really puts a whole, um, whole new spin on the, uh, the, the, the prize, I guess, for the, for the men's side of the Royal Rumble. Um, and it just, you know, it just seems like an interesting twist. I don't know if, um, if we're going to go, um, actually I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, um, I don't know if they're, they're going to, to go that route. I, I mean, I hope they do. Um, I certainly think it's an interesting twist, if you will, um, to the, to the whole match. Um, and then we talked about it on in the room on Tuesday night, just briefly, um, the Royal rumble. And I'm a believer in, you know, this year's Royal rumble has, you know, so much potential. Um, the WWE roster is stacked with talent. And I know everybody loves the, the surprise returns, the, the, you know, some former superstars coming back and making, you know, what, what is essentially a, you know, a guest starring role, you know, in the match. I'm not a big fan of that, although it does bring a little nostalgia, um, you know, to the match, it, you know, it kind of makes you reminisce and maybe go back to, to your childhood and, you know, remember when, you know, some of these stars were, you know, much bigger then than they are now, you know, obviously because they've been out of the spotlight, and, you know, and off the roster for so long. But I just don't think the WWE needs to do that. I don't think they need to to fluff the the Royal Rumble with surprise entrance. I think they have a a stacked house, if you will. They have so much potential talent. I think that that match would be better served giving, you know, the the journeyman and and what they call mid card guys, just a, maybe a little bit more exposure on on a on a platform like like that. Um, you can um, get guys like you know Chad Gable and Otis and you know and all those guys um, an opportunity to um, you know kind of show what they got um, and you know really kind of showcase their talents and give them instead of maybe two or three minutes in a match, give them seven or eight minutes, you know, in the match. Um, you know, we, we have, you know, of course you have all the, the, the headliners on call, you know, you have the Randy Orton's, you have the Cody Rhodes's and the CM Punk's that are, you know, the, the odds on favorite to win. Um, but I, I just, I just feel like the, these surprise returns. And I'm not, again, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of guys that are part-time um, that just come in for four or five months. Um, I, and I, but I do understand, I mean, it, it does sell tickets. Um, it will, you know, boost ratings for a little bit, but I think it does a disservice to the, 
guys that are that are a little bit lower on the card. Um, you know, I think this gives them an opportunity to, um, um, you know, shine a little bit. And I talked about a little bit on Tuesday. We, we kind of pitched the idea of having maybe just a a small like mini Royal Rumble, if you will, that night. You know, and use the 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 NXT um, wrestlers on it, and maybe just get from each side get you know, 10 men in one match and 10 women in another match and give them an opportunity to, to, to be showcased. And the prize would be winning a, a WWE raw or SmackDown contract, you know, their choice. They could either go to raw or SmackDown. I think it would do a lot to, to boost the ratings, to, to boost the viewership, to, you know, to get a little bit more excitement because honestly in the last probably two or three years, I, I don't feel the buzz that the, um, these pay-per-views premium live events, excuse me, are, are generating anymore. That there is no, you know, must see, um, kind of matches where, you know, they're, you, you know, you're setting time aside to, to watch it. Um, I, and I, I don't, I don't, I don't know what is missing, from that. I don't know how to capture that back. I don't know what they got to do to get the buzz around it. Maybe there's too many pay-per-views on. Maybe they need to scale it back to the, you know, four or five a year and allow, you know, storylines to, to develop a little more. I mean, the way it looks now you have between pay-per-views, you have about four weeks um, to where you're trying to, to, to build a, you know, a, a rivalry between guys. And I, I just don't think that it's long enough. I don't think that it's, it's doing the, the wrestlers justice. They don't have time to, to build that tension, you know, between them. You know, we, we remember back to, I mean, I, I go back to the early eighties, late seventies, early eighties um, being a wrestling fan. And I remember watching guys like, you know, Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair, um, you know, during their, their Starcade run, I believe it was in 86, um, when Rhodes finally uh, beat Ric Flair. Um, and the the whole year was spent building that towards that match and the Dusty Rhodes chasing Ric Flair. And Ric Flair always had, you know, the, the four horsemen around him and he could never really get his hands on Ric Flair without one of the horsemen interfering and kind of stopping it. And that built that tension um, towards that match, towards that big Starcade match, um, and I just don't feel that the that that it's happening now. I don't feel that there's that electricity, if you will, that 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 is around these matches. And there have been some really good um, pay per view matches. I mean, Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn was fantastic. Um, and to an extent, even, you know, Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes was fantastic. And a lot of people think that, you know, Rhodes should have won it then or Sami Zayn could have won it, um, you know, in his hometown in front of his, his his family. His wife and kids were there. But I believe that WWE did it, did it right. They, they let, you know, Sami Zayn lost. Um, and I believe it's going to really kind of launch Sami Zayn. And it did for quite a quite a little while. You know, into the stratosphere where he was up 
you know, he he kind of surpassed Roman Reigns, um, at least in the crowd's eyes. Um, he, he was on, you know, he was very hot. He was on fire for a while. So I, I think, <coughs> excuse me, that him losing was a, a, a very good thing for WWE. Maybe we'll see that match again. Maybe we'll see, you know, Roman and Sami Zayn clash, you know, one more time. But I don't, I don't have that 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 buzz that that excitement building around these pay per views, and I I just don't know, you know, what needs to be done to correct that. Um, but I do hope that you know the WWE kind of limits because they're, they're going to be surprises. They're going to have people coming out. Um, there's rumors of you know Brock Lesnar Lesnar coming back, almost coming back. Um, so you have a lot of, of potential returns. Um, but again, if Brock comes back, is, is, is he going to be full-time? Is he going to be, you know, there 12 months out of the year, you know, and is he going to be on TV, you know, you know, a a bunch of times, you know, is he going to be on TV more than he's not on TV? Um, you know, to kind of legitimize, you know, um, Brock being back, and I'm not saying he's winning the Royal Rumble. I do believe it's going to, <clears throat> excuse me, um, it's going to be um, interesting to see who who wins it. I mean, the top three you have are, you know, of course, Orton, <clears throat> excuse me, Rhodes, and, and and the returning CM Punk, who we haven't really seen a whole lot of on TV wrestling-wise. He's had a, a lot of great um, promos leading up to this. Um, I believe this might be his first televised match. I mean, and I haven't really <clears throat> followed Raw and SmackDown that closely in recent months just due to my, my work schedule. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like that, you know, one of those three will probably be the odds-on favorite to winning the Rumble. Um, but, you know, if, of course, if you have an opinion, if you want to kind of throw your two cents in there, you know, you, again, you can log into any whatever – streaming device that you use your your cell phone your laptop tablet whatever it is <clears throat> it's very very simple just log into callvoc.com um follow the prompts and it will let you um um in and you can join us here in in the in the chat um i'll warn you now rat boy will be on his way um he is down in sunny florida where he has already told me that it is I don't know, 50 or 55 degrees down there. Um, he said it's a little chilly. Um, but I told him, you know, up here it, it's about 30 degrees. So he, he's probably a lot warmer down there um, than he is up here. But, you know, getting into the the Royal Rumble itself, um, I, I don't know when they're going to announce the, the full card. <clears throat> um but they have, of course, the, the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. Um, then they have the champion Roman Reigns versus Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight. Not a big fan of three ways and four ways when it comes to um, deciding a championship match. Um, not sure what WWE has in store for for Roman Reigns after this, um, I don't see him losing, but I think they're, 
kind of squandering an opportunity by throwing three of their biggest stars into a match all at the same time. I think they could have stretched this out a little bit. Um, LA Knights already had his opportunity. Um, you know, I think they could really build some tension between Randy Orton and AJ Styles um, with who they feel is the best. Um, you know, I think Randy Orton should be there, although, I mean, he just came back from injury, but so did AJ Styles. Um, but I, I do believe that a, a championship title should be decided one on one. You know, it, it shouldn't be a, you know, a three-way dance or whatever they would call it, or a fatal four-way or, or, or anything like that. I, I believe that the integrity of the title deserves it to be a one-on-one competition. I, mean, I think they're knocking out three of Roman Reigns' top, probably five challengers all in one night. I'm not in complete agreement with that, but again, I, I don't know where they're headed with that. I, I, I'm really at a, at a, at a loss Picking a winner there, I mean, other than Roman Reigns winning it. Again, I don't believe he's losing his title. And they have um, Logan Paul and Kevin Owens singles match for the the United States Championship. I believe Kevin Owens will beat Logan Paul. Um, I just, I, I had that feeling I would be really shocked if Kevin Owens doesn't um, come out on top on that one. Um, but right now they only have six official, I guess, entrants into the Royal Rumble. And the one is Cody Rhodes. We have CM Punk. We have Sinsuke Nakamura, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Gunther um, all entering um, the Royal Rumble. Um, I would love to see Gunther win it. Um, I, I know he... You know, he almost what last year was it? He went the distance almost. Um, <clears throat> but I do feel that that either Rhodes, Punk, <clears throat> um, Rhodes or Punk, I think are probably the top two. Lashley would probably be a third. Um, but I would love to see Gunther win it. Um, I think it's time for him to kind of come up onto the the heavyweight championship title scene. He's completely dominated the Intercontinental run. Very good entertainer, very good wrestler. Um, you know, he's he's a stiff worker, um, but a very good worker. Um, and I know, um, I believe he just had, his wife just had a baby not too long ago. I think that's why he was off TV for a couple of weeks. Um, but I would love to see Gunther come out on top. And I would love to see guys, again, like, you know, Chad Gable or Otis, um, you know, or any of the, the, I really hate calling them mid card guys because they are, they all are professional wrestlers. Um, I'd love to see, you know, um, our truth get in there for a little bit. Um, and you know, have a, a, a decent time in the match. Um, you know, I'm sure Dominic, and the rest of the judgment, they are going to be in there, which would be very, very interesting to see how that plays out. Um, I, I, I really like the, the idea of our truth, not really knowing kind of what side of judgment day he's on. Is he in, is he out? Um, 
the Miz certainly is 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 an outside shot at, at winning if you know if he declares for the Royal Rumble. But I think we're a week away. You know, I think they really should start kind of letting us know who's going to be in the match. Um, at least give us the the first fifteen or twenty entrants. Um, it doesn't have to be you know in any particular order. Um, but you know, give us see who else is um, out there and. Um, you know, going to enter the Royal Rumble, so we maybe generate some buzz around it, generate some um, some excitement for it. Because right now, there's not a whole lot that's kind of got me excited about the Royal Rumble. Other than I do want to see who wins it. Um, I'm mildly interested in the U.S. title match. Um, Really, with uh, I don't see any reason why Roman doesn't retain his title, so that match is out the window. I, I would love to see who's who's going to win the 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 woman's side of um, the Royal Rumble. And I mean, right now they have four listed: they have Bailey, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, and Bianca Belair. Um, I, I believe that the way that the the women's division is setting up. It looks like Nia Jax may be the winner. Um, and, and I would be okay with that. I, you know, I, I think she's a solid performer. She, you talk to some people, she does have a, a reputation for being a little rough, being, you know, little, dare I say, reckless in the ring. Um, I think she needs a little more polishing, but I think she would be a great, um, Winner and, and, a, and a great adversary for uh, Rhea Ripley's title. I think getting those two together would be great if it's done right. I think, again, if they keep them a little separate and, you know, keep them um, just kind of jawing with each other and, you know, kind of just having a verbal war of words going back and forth. Um, with each other. I think that would be great. I think that would be um, fantastic. Um, you know, I, I just, I, it's just something missing. Um, and if you, maybe if you have an idea what is missing again, it's, it's called VOC.com um, log in and we'll be happy to, you know, take your opinion, um, get your thoughts on the Royal Rumble, maybe on the road to WrestleMania. Um, if we fantasy book for a little bit, do we, um, you know, what matches we want to see at, at WrestleMania? What other matches might you want to see at Royal Rumble? Um, and, you know, because right now, I mean, it's, it's four matches so far, which honestly could take the whole two hours to, um, to, to get through to, to find the end. So maybe the, there is only going to be four. I would love to see another, um, one-on-one match in here somewhere. I'm not sure who or, or where, um, you know, I, but, but I do like it. Maybe a, a, a tag team match with the authors of pain and, um, um, gosh, the street profits, um, maybe get a tag team match in there somewhere, um, between those two. I'd love seeing Paul Ellering come back. Um, that was a great kind of blast from the past. 
Um, he's been off television for a little bit, um, but I always liked Paul Ellering, um, you know, long, long time manager of the Road Warriors um, back when um, the um, the manager was truly a a manager. Um, and, you know, he he said, I've seen a couple of different documentaries and listened to a, a couple of interviews with him. He really did take care of all of the arrangements um, for, um, the road warriors. He took all of, um, all of the bookings, made all of the travel arrangements, negotiated all their contracts. It was really nice. Um, um, you know, who's, you know, um, just, you know, again, just taking care of everything. He was a, a man, you know, a manager's manager, if you will. Um, Decent on the microphone, um, but I'm glad to see him back. I I do want to hear what he's got to say. Um, You know, and we have a couple of comments that Randy Orton should win it. Um, And then, um, you know, him and and him versus Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. I think that would be a fantastic match. Um, You know, I, I would, you know, I'd love to, to see them two kind of go at it. I think that would be awesome. Um, and yes, there's, yes, the, the highlight of the Royal Rumble is not knowing who's coming out. Um, but again, I, w- with that being said, I, and I think the Rumble, the, the roster does have enough people on there. If the WWE limited it to maybe three or four surprises out of a 30 person field i think that would be good i think that would add a little bit of excitement to it um a little bit of wow factor if you will a little bit of um spice to it but again you know i i I really like the wwe performers that are there now um or even maybe a, a a surprise getting into the final four or five it would be nice to see, you know, you know, one of the, the mid card guys, you know, kind of be in that final four or five, maybe six participants left um, in the Royal Rumble, you know, you know, given the, the, the aura of, well, maybe, maybe he can win it. And, and I, and I keep going back to Chad Gable because I think Chad Gable is such an underrated performer, um, great technical wrestler, you know, Great on the on, on the microphone, great, just a great all around performer for the WWE. I just wish they would use him just a little bit more, just a little, you know, maybe push him just a little bit harder. Um, I would love to see good things for him. I thought that Intercontinental title match he had with Gunther a couple of rolls ago was was fantastic. Um, he really got to showcase his skills there against a very very tough challenger in Gunther. Um, of course, you know, came up short. We'd love to see a rematch between those two guys um, somewhere down the road. Um, but, you know, I just, again, something is is just missing in, in the last, you know, couple of years with these pay-per-views. There's no, no spark that, that is, you know, that kind of, compels us to 
to want to watch it. I mean, I, I you know I'll watch it because it, you know it's on, um, and I have Peacock. And to be honest, I'll probably watch some of it, and then I'll probably wind up falling asleep and re, you know watching it the next day and rec- you know on the replay and fast forwarding through some of the stuff that you know I, I really don't want to see. Um, I think it's it'll be loaded with just like any other premium live event. It'll be loaded with commercials and advertisements. Um, which is all well and good, but I, I just think that, you know, they need to, to scale that back, maybe do more, more backstage interviews, um, which I'm sure maybe they will do this with this one because they can, because they do have technically 30 performers in each Royal Rumble to interview and get their thoughts. And if they did it for a minute or so, maybe 30 seconds to get their thoughts, um, that would fill some time um, rather than commercials for um, raw or SmackDown or, you know, I, I think some of the, the replays, you know, leading up to um, those matches, you know, that what got us here, well, we've tuned in each and every week. Most of us know kind of why we're here, you know, who, you know, who hates who, who's, who's got a beef with this person or, or whatever. I think they spend just a little too much time, um, you know, on, on that, on the, um, the rehashing of, of the story. Um, but again, that's just my opinion. Um, certainly everybody is entitled to their opinion. Um, again, if, you know, if you have one and, and you want to join us, you know, I'd, we'd be happy to talk to you. Um, but I, I just feel that this Royal Rumble will, uh, giving it a, a great ahead of time, looking at, or almost kind of guessing who's going to be there. This overall show, and I hope I'm wrong, is probably going to be a C plus. Um, I don't think it'll be um, much better than that, although it could be. Um, but I, I'm giving it probably a a C plus, um, in my opinion. And again, that, a lot. Listen, a lot can change between now and January 27th. Um, you know, I just, I, I just feel like it's, it's, it's a, it's a solid card, but it's, it's not, it's not a B plus. It's not an A, it's not an A plus. It's, it's lingering down there right around mediocrity. And I just think they have so much more talent um, on the roster than, um, than to, you know, have a, a, B plus kind of show or C sorry, C plus kind of show. You know, I feel that they have so much more potential on the roster. They have so much more that they can do. Um, and, you know, I, I really wish they, maybe they step up, maybe they, um, you know, come back and surprise us, which, which would be great. I, I think that in itself, if, you know, if there's a lot of surprises or, wow moments or, or things that happen um, during this rumble. I think that, that may change my mind. I think, you know, that could get me to give them a little bit better grade, but we'll talk about it. Um, And, um, you know, on the Thursday after the rumble um, and, you know, maybe I'll give my final grade then. Um, But right now I'm still sticking firm with my, my C plus um, and hoping that, that um, 
that it picks up that that maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they proved me wrong this year and and put on a a stellar show and really kind of knock it out of the park. I think they need it. I think they need it to 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 I don't want to say boost their ratings, but to generate more um more buzz in the um in within it within the Raw and and the SmackDown brands. Um and you know I think it'll do a, a lot um and um do a lot to, to boost the raw viewership and and the SmackDown viewership, which to me I think SmackDown is um by far the the, the better of the two shows in um in my opinion. Um SmackDown has to me has been one upping raw. Um, each and every week. Um, I think Nick Aldis is doing a, a great job as the general manager there. Um, you know, I, I love how he, he doesn't say a lot when he, when he made that, um, that fatal four way um, at the end of SmackDown a few weeks ago, I thought that was done perfectly. He didn't make it a big, a big to do. He just kind of walked over to, to Paul Heyman and almost whispered in his ear, Hey, listen, by the way, be, because of all this, I know you think you've put all of your competition out and Roman Reigns gets the night off, but, you know, he'll be doing battle with all three of them at the Royal Rumble. Um, and then the whole backstage with, you know, Roman demanding that that Paul Heyman fix it. Um, as, as Roman put it, he told him he needed to fix it. Um, um, you know, he... Um, he can um, really do a lot to um, to build that tension, I think, between uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. The feeling Paul Heyman's on his way out um, with the bloodline. I, I don't know that it's um, going to happen this year, maybe by the end of the year. I think there's going to be some rumblings, um, you know, on how to um, – get Paul Heyman to, to leave the bloodline. I think that would be a great twist. Um, but, you know, we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll, you know, we'll see, you know, how all of this shakes out, you know, after the Royal Rumble ends and see, you know, who the next challenger for Roman Reigns will be. Um, and, um, you know, kind of see where they go from here. I, I think Roman Reigns' reign has to come to an end soon. I, I think the fans are growing a little, little tired of seeing Roman Reigns um, as, you know, as limited as he is. Um, I think it's time for a new champion. Um, and, and I know that, you know, Reigns has had almost a part-time um, kind of schedule. Um, I, I just, and I know he's got that, the days, you know, the, the consecutive days as champion. To me, that will always be a little tainted because of how, how often or how not often he is defending his title. You know, it it seems like every, you know, four or five months he's defending his title when I believe, like I said, it should be defended on at least every um, um, pay-per-view premium live event. Sorry. Um, um, It should be um, defended that every, I think both world actually all, all the world titles, all the heavyweight titles should be defended um, at pay-per-views. 
Um, and maybe that makes for a, a big pay-per-view or if not, at least if not every pay-per-view, every other pay-per-view, I think your champions need to be represented. Um, if your premium live events are the best of the best, then your best should be there. Your best, you know, by definition is your champion. He is the best, you know, in, in raw and in SmackDown and, and, and for, for the women's side as well. Um, you know, you have Rhea Ripley and EO Sky. You know, all four of those titles should be defended um, at least every other pay-per-view um, to get the title out there, to to, to to not tarnish its legacy. And I know Seth Rollins has been doing a real good job trying to bring some legitimacy to his title by defending it. I think for a while, almost, almost every Raw, which I... I I thought it was a good idea in the beginning. I think it's a little overkill now. Um, I, I just, I, but I, I do think that every um, pay-per-view should have a world title match of some sort. One, one male and one female um, title defense, at least every other pay-per-view. And that would get that title defended, you know, in rough number six times a year on each side, plus whatever other, um, Raw or SmackDown, you may throw a title defense on. Um, but, I, you know, that to me, that's just my my humble opinion. Um, but, you know, I, I just feel that, you know, that WWE is kind of in a slump a little bit. Um, they're on a little bit of a, uh, I don't want to say negative slide, but they're kind of sliding a little bit backwards. Um, I thought it would be a little different under... Triple H, I thought it would be a little different under his complete control. Um, I, I just don't see it yet. I don't see that um, that happening yet. Um, he's although he's had some good good matches. The the the, the matches are making sense now, um, but there's just there's not that level of consistency each and every week where I, I want to tune in from one Raw to the next or one SmackDown to the next. Although I prefer watching SmackDown. And I think a lot of it is because it is only two hours long. Um, I know we've talked before in the show about just the amount of wrestling um, that is on television. I mean, there's so much out there. I mean, there's literally wrestling every single night. Um, you can find a wrestling program on somewhere on television. When it used to really just be, you know, Saturdays, Saturdays and Sundays were big wrestling um, nights, especially here, you know, on the East Coast, you know, especially with the with the development of, you know, cable television with TBS and um, WWE superstars. And then Raw was the big um, um, show that happened every Monday night. Um, I remember they had at one point that WWE had a show called Tuesday Night Titans, which was more of a uh, almost like a talk show kind of format. Um, usually, you know, could be Vince McMahon and Bobby Heenan talking or, you know, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan, and they would bring out a wrestler interview. They would watch matches from all over the country, whether it be in, in Philadelphia or Boston or, you know, even Toronto. Um, and they would have a, a, a main event type of match that was already pre-recorded that we, you know, we didn't see. Because you know we didn't, our our boundaries didn't reach that far, um, you know. But now there's 
there's all kinds of um, wrestling on TV and um, things that, you know, we can wrestling we can watch. And I think we're just inundated with um, the amount of wrestling um, that we're, you know, in, in able to get involved in and able to, to, to take in. Um, but, you know, I do like that CM Punk came back. Uh, looks like it's going to be his last hurrah. Looks like it's going to be, um, you know, his swan song, whether it's in a year or two, you know, if he can manage to stay that long and, um, you know, get in and, um, you know, and I guess behave is, is a better word. Um, and, um, you know, behave himself there. This is a total package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. VOC Nation's own Stro Maestro suffered a major medical and financial catastrophe this year. From the VOC Nation family, to all of you, please continue to pray for Stro Maestro for his continued recovery. You can also donate to his cause, paypal.me slash the worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Cassie Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests. Like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into like snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stein of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs. Yeah, you get, get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, Tony here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, 
Tarzan Tyler or Luke Rand. Not yet. He's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect well, is? Well, I'll tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, well, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an LA champion. You know? Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. We're still after, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiant? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a loss. Did didn't have anything to do with Well, yes, but the whole thing is that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, vocnation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation.